Hey, this is Mark Coon, and you're listening to the Upper Decker Podcast. Upper Decker. You're listening to the Upper Decker Podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode here of the Upper Decker Podcast. We've got special guest Jay Beckner. Um, a couple weeks ago, I made a tweet talking about, you know, if we get to 300 followers today, I'll draw a name at random and have him on the show. We'll do a little bit of games. So Jay was the winner of that. I spun the wheel. You guys saw it. Woo! There's no arguing. <laughs> Here I am. Here he is. Jay, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, boys. No problem. So I do want to get to know real quick, um, on your Twitter bio, it says that you are a fantasy baseball writer at Fantasy Six Pack. How uh, how long have you been doing that, and how do you like it? Sure. Um, so I actually just recently started doing the um, fantasy writing. Mm, um, kind nice. of a new, you know, I've always played fantasy baseball. Um, had a big admiration for it and stuff. And so um, kind of got reached out to by um, some people over there at Fantasy Six Pack who asked me if I wanted to jump on ship. And I said, yeah, of course, man. I definitely would, you know, love sharing my opinion, reading opinions, hearing opinions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I did, that's actually just started this coming season is my first season writing for Fantasy Oh, Six-Pack. really? That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, congrats cool. on that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you. Uh, so... <laughs> We're pretty amateur at the old fantasy baseball thing. We just like to bullshit and talk, you know, out of our asses about baseball. But we enjoy playing fantasy ball. Um, and we know a lot of our fans like listening to it, too. Um, what type of approach do you generally have, like, in just a fantasy baseball season? Do you go, like, one route? Or do you have multiple teams where you attack different types of, you know, scenarios or whatever? Right. So, um, basically – with my fantasy approach, um, I mostly focus on dynasty. Oh, so okay. there's a little bit more of a little bit more strategy involved with that. But I, you know, sure. I also don't turn away from the redrafts too. Cause like you said, it's a lot of fun, you know, getting that hometown league, talking mm-hmm. trash to your boy, mm-hmm. you know, giving it just some bragging rights at the end of the season is always fun, man. So, but no, a lot of my approaches, um, diversify in multiple leagues. Yeah. So sometimes it's a little bit hard to get in too many leagues though, because then, you know, all of a sudden you're rooting for, against yourself come Sunday night or something that's something that baseball <laughs> one more RBI then you don't need that RBI so sometimes you diversify and come back to bite you but um and then I always I'm a, I'm a pitcher guy man I uh you know give me all those DeGroms and Bieber shares in the first round versus uh you know the Arenados and the uh with Mike Trout and such so there you go I'm a pitcher friendly kind of focused uh, manager Sure, but you also had to just rip on the Arenado pick real quick right off the bat to remove it. You know, I just had to kind of uh, <laughs> that one, that was, that was, <laughs> it didn't go unnoticed. Don't worry, buddy. We'll get you back at the end of it here. <laughs> yeah, man. Trust me, uh, Cardinals, they got me a little sweating for the Central Central this year. So yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm enjoying the self-imposed implosion up there in the north side of the Windy City at the moment. So you keep on doing what you're doing, buddy. Yeah, this it's getting ugly, man. We got Anthony Rizzo talking about. You don't get an extension by Thursday. Yep. Uh, man. I mean, it's yeah, it's getting it's getting uglier. You know, Theo runs out of town and we're already the ship's crashing, man. It's crashing. So I don't know. I think he saw the writing on the wall. There was a rebuild coming. He's like, nah, I ain't about to do this shit again. I'm I'm gone. 
Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not looking too good, man. So I, you know, I like the Cardinals' chances in twenty twenty one. So no, we don't. Don't lie, Jay. No, we don't. We don't want it. If there's any other outline to that, the NL Central, this whole in general is going to be bad. So somebody's got to oh, win yeah. it, right? And I can see even the Cardinals getting like eighty nine wins and sliding, you know, just getting by. We've talked on the show before that the the winner of the NL Central may very well have 89 wins and the winner of the NL East may very well have 89 wins, but for two completely different reasons. So yeah, the Central is not, is not great this year. Yeah. So you kind of alluded to it. I don't know if we talked about it a lot, but you're a, you're a lifelong Cubs fan, always been born and raised Chicago. Yep. Um, so I'm actually a born and raised suburb of Chicago. Funny story though, is my whole family, is White Sox fans. Nice. I don't know how or why. I can't even explain why I'm a Cubs fan. Other than my friends, I guess maybe at that time I started really getting into baseball were Cubs fans. Sure. But my dad, my brother, my grandfather, my uncle, all diehard Sox fans. And they will not let me live it down. <laughs> I was going to say, so how are, uh, how are the holidays around your parts up there? Pretty, uh, pretty brutal? Luckily, it's been more in my favor recently. Right. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, yes, it can get ugly sometimes with the arguing back and forth. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I just became a Cubs fan growing up and kind of flashed on and been doing it since. Hey man, I get it. I live in the middle of St. Louis, and I'm a Braves fan. I'm a Texas Rangers fan. I just, I don't know, man. I hate the Cardinals. I can't stand them. So. Maybe he was having the Braves on TBS or something. See, saw those that's kind of my reasoning, I think, because like. That's all I ever watched on TV was the Braves, and it was always, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz and Chipper and Andrew. I loved it, man. Loved it. Um, so getting back to you a little bit, um, you know, it's probably pretty easy to pick out your favorite moment as a Cubs fan, right? You know, 2016, probably. Yeah, there's a pretty obvious one. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2016 might ring a bell, but, uh, you know, I, you know, just even aside from that, there's some other great ones I have. Another great story is I was actually at 2003, uh, I think it was like summer, June or July, Sammy Sosa Cork back game. I was there. Really? Oh, I remember that shit. And, you know, back then we had no video boards. There was no PA announcer. So it was just word of mouth at Wrigley Field at that point. So nobody knew exactly what was going on in the bleachers. Huh. All of a sudden, you know, the broken bat and then Sosa's out of the game and then people kind of started – spitballing ideas and one you know word of mouth gets spread oh it's a cork bat and all that stuff so that was one of my highlights of my cubs uh fandom as well man that's crazy that's wild. Um, i do have to ask real quick while we're here and you know you brought it up what are your feelings on sammy sosa because i know the cubs the team themselves kind of have you know a little bit of leverage between the two of them they don't really right it, it pains me man it pains me he's one of my all-time favorite cubs i mean Yes, was there steroids, obviously, but, I mean, so was everybody else. So, right. right. I mean, but who can argue with the numbers that he was putting up and the seasons he was putting up? I mean, that 98 MVP season, I mean, that my was, God. That was so it's much fun. The race, the home run race. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he had like 160 RBIs that year. <laughs> it, it was stupid. So my, my, uh, my mom and my aunt – Always used to buy my uh, before the season started a, a game. They'd pick one game, one cards Cubs games towards the end of the season. 
every single year. They would buy two tickets and then they'd buy one for my grandma. So the three of them would go every single year. They just so happened at the beginning of the season to buy tickets for the game where Maguire hit fucking 62. So they were there that night when it happened. And so, I, you know, I'm sitting in the living room watching it and going absolutely fucking crazy. I, I still remember exactly where I was at the end of the table eating SpaghettiOs when I saw that fucking that home run clear the wall. And then, you know, Sosa comes running in from center field. And dude, that that whole season, that whole summer was just so much fun watching these, those two go back and forth. And then you got to remember, too, up until a certain point, it was Griffey. So it was the three of them. It was a three man race really up until September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was just a blast. I mean, I think it was like last year or something they put out that. That 33 documentary mm-hmm. was great. It was a bit more Maguire focused, but I mean, still, it was great to watch and reminisce about. Like you said, you get those memories. You know exactly where you were, what you mm-hmm. were doing when it happened, and just great memories, man. Yeah, I think I think I was still potty training then. <laughs> for being honest, this fucking guy. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to age myself, but I yeah, I was like in high school, so. Fair enough. I was five, so I hope I wasn't still potty training, but there's a very good chance knowing who I am as a person, I was being potty trained still. Uh, Jay, do you have a favorite player on the Cubs or is there, is it too hard to narrow down? Like it's really hard, but I mean, there's a few that stand out, man. I mean, like I said, Sammy Sosa and then a lot of people maybe not think this much, but I'm a huge Soriano fan, man. When he got signed, I was pumped, man. I was like, at that time, too, the Cubs weren't really, you know, dropping those kind of salaries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had them sign someone like that. You maybe not lived up to it, but, man, to bring in that sort of type of free agent, he, I mean, he was one of my all-time favorites as well. It's also, you know, my time era as well when I was really getting involved, you know, maybe focusing on baseball a little bit more. But Soriano was just one of those guys, you know, didn't quite get the stolen base numbers with the Cubs, but, you know, a former 40 40 guy you gotta love when your team signs something like that man oh yeah for sure uh coming from you know the texas rangers fandom side i'm pretty (laughs) jealous of you that you had him for the the amount of time that you did man i loved me some soriano growing up oh so good man and he was just like he would just bat flip shit too like before bat flips were cool he would just hit it and let it come right off the top oh it was beautiful man swagger swagger (laughs) Especially for, you know, the second baseman, you know, they you got you get a couple of power hitting second baseman growing up, but right. It's not it's not often. So to see him do that is just great, man. Yeah, he was really the mold for how, you know, second basemen are today. You know, you yeah. had a power hitting second baseman who could steal bags and now you've got guys out there doing it left and right. So Alfonso was really one of the very first ones to make that happen. And that's cool that you got to see him for so long and be so successful <laughs> up there, but I'm not, you know, sad about it or anything. Yeah. But then, yeah, even, even currently, man, I mean, you know, they got a lot of good group of guys, so it's hard to pick even currently, but Rizzo's a great guy. How do you not like Rizzo? I mean, the guy's just such a fan favorite, likable guy, funny, great clubhouse guy. Um, You know, Brian's great bias with that swagger and just, I mean, it's too hard to pick, man, but you know, (laughs) I think the biggest ones that had an influence on my life are Sammy Sosa and Alfonso Soriano. Perfect. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get going into our first little segment here. Then. <laughs> Something we like to call start one, bench one, cut one. So we have two rounds of it here for you. Um, we're going to give you three players and you're, it's easy enough. You're going to choose one to start, one to bench, and one to cut. So Tone, why don't you take it away with the first one here, bud? All right, Jay, we're going to let you go first here. Um, 
Let's see how we, we want to do who we're cut, who we're each cutting first. So how we want to yeah, do it. Let's, right. let's go ahead and do that. Okay. So your names are Carlos Zambrano, Carrie Wood, and Fergie Jenkins. Out of those three, if you had to start one, bench one, and cut one, who's the one that you are cutting? Like not making the team. Sorry for you. Man, you guys are making this easy, are you? <laughs> no, it's not the name of the game, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta go. I gotta cut uh, Zambrano. Those mental yeah. health issues. I yeah, I can't. I can't be dealing with some sort of firecracker in the dugout like that. Of those three, you know. Okay. I mean, if you ever have a cooler that you need like cleaned out or taken out or something, <laughs> he's got you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> On the mound, great. In the dugout, not so much. So yeah. I think for those reasons, I have to cut him. All right, so Jay's got Big Z out of here. Ty, who you got? Who are you cutting? Unfortunately, I'm also cutting Carlos Zambrano. Hey, um, no love for Zambrano. Listen, I did love me some Big Z, um, but but how do you pass up on Kerry Wood or Fergie Jenkins? That's really the only thing. He's the I weakest do. link of the three. If it was like, if it was, you know, I know I came up with the options, but if it were Kerry Wood, Fergie Jenkins, and John Lester, like John Lester is also getting cut. Like it's the easiest mm-hmm. thing. I think, you know, Kerry Wood with the strikeout numbers were crazy. Fergie Jenkins with his just mound presence, you can't cut him. No, I, I agree. I, I This was a too easy of a choice. I'm I'm cutting Zambrano on this one as well. No oh, question. Shit, I guess oh, I'll have to step it up next time, folks. Yes. But over no hitter and you get no love, man. <laughs> this is true. I am Carrie Wood, my dudes. You're what? I'm cutting Carrie Wood. Well, you're wrong. That's in what? Wow. Not, okay. I thought Why it was not? gonna be universal across the board, but all right. Me too. No, not at all. <laughs> what's not your, at all. what's your reasoning? Do you have a reason or are you just fucking flying by the He was only hand? good for a very short period of time. And Zambrano wasn't? Right. I mean, but it was more than, I mean, all right. You want to look at or Zambrano put up 43.9. Kerry Wood 27.6. In war? In war. All right. Zambrano had a 366. Wood was 367. So same ERA, basically. Um, Similar whips as well. Zambrano had more strikeouts. Zambrano had 50 more wins. I know we don't give wins a whole lot of credit, but he had a lot more. Um, I mean, you look at... All right, all right, all right. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Just because you're being a nerd with your stats doesn't mean you're right. Hey, I love the nerd I'm not being a nerd. I'm just stating the obvious, man. I love it. But did Zambrano ever close and get saves? That's valid, but <laughs> we only did it for like two years, though. He had 34 mm-hmm. saves. That was a good season for him, actually. Uh, he was an all-star that year. 34 saves. Um, you know, I don't know what he had, 3-6 ERA. That's pretty good. But the next season, he struggled. Um, I, don't know, I just feel like he wasn't the same after that, after he got pulled from being a starter and then even those few years before those two seasons before he became a closer he was basically injured and didn't play so i don't know i just don't think there's enough to go off of with wood all right fair enough fair enough so, you made your point 
that workload got to him for sure. Yeah. Him and Pryor both. Uh, all right. So let's move on to who we are benching. Jay, we'll start again with you. Who's on your bench? Got to go with Kerry Wood, my boy. Uh, you know, you know, you don't want you want to cut him, but 2003, man, him and Pryor. I mean, those guys were lights out. So, you know, I mean, I got to go with Wood, man. That's fair. Got the K's, you know, 20 strikeouts in one game. So. That's yep. what I was going to ask if that was when, if that was the year he threw the 20 K's. I wasn't all three, but. Um, he did it as a rookie, didn't he? Yeah, it is a rookie. So it would have been Jeez. late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, like I was thinking 99 had a, had a ring to it. Yeah, but still, man, that they owe you three year when they went when they went to the you know unfortunately they didn't make it to all the way to the World Series. But uh, him and Pryor, man, all the Cubs had to do was get like you know one or two runs, man. That's all they needed. That was enough to mm-hmm. Pryor and Wood would put them down. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Wood as my uh, my bench player. Okay. And hey, I'll even bring him in for the ninth for the save. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, you buddy. Know what? I was gonna go carry Wood. As my starter, but I think that kind of makes sense. Oh, you know, because I can use him as a closer. I'm going to throw him in. I'll throw him on the bench. I like that thought, Jay. Absolutely. <laughs> Persuaded you, man. All right, damn. I have Kerry Wood on the on the bench as well. I made it way too easy. I can't wait for this next one then. <laughs> I oh, this next Kerry one's Wood. easy for me, but I think he's going to have a hard time. Yeah, Kerry Wood's on the bench as well. Or uh, Zan Brown's on the bench. I'm sorry. Dan Brano is on the bench. No, I was just, I was in my head. I'm just like looking forward to talking about Fergie for a minute. So, <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, we've got three of the four of us choosing Ferguson Jenkins to start our game then. So go ahead and talk about him, Tone, if you want. Um, Man, dude was absolutely unreal. Um, 84.2 career war. Black marks all over his baseball reference page. Um, strikeout machine, 3,192 career strikeouts. Um, over 4,500 innings pitched. Just absolutely unreal. He was he was in the Cy Young conversation one, two, three, four, five, six different years. Just a monster. One of Cy Young, too. So, I mean, yep. a monster. Yep. Obviously a different era, but. Yeah, 4,500 innings pitch is just – it's crazy, man. <laughs> and I feel like he doesn't get talked about quite as much because he pitched in the same – I mean, it was the pitching era, right? Like, he mm-hmm. he pitched in 68, you know, when Bob Gibson and everyone was just absolutely fucking dominant. So, he probably doesn't get enough love for that. But, yeah, I mean, like he's telling you right off all the accolades, he, uh, he was a baller, man, absolute fucking baller. Yeah, and you had, you know, like – you guys said you had Bob Gibson who stayed with the Cardinals his entire career. Fergie did hop around a little bit between the NL and the AL. So he might've been facing different players, better hitters, worse hitters, you know, whatever, but Texas. Great. Fergie Jenkins. We're all starting him. Ain't that right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The dude was also like, he just didn't walk anyone like ever. He led the league in walks per nine, five different times. Um, Wow. He finished with a 2.0 walks per nine his whole <laughs> career. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. Led the whole MLB three times. Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems to be he just kind of knew what he was doing because he didn't he didn't walk a lot. He didn't strike out a lot. He just pitched to his advantage and got people to get themselves out, which is great. Mm-hmm. Love seeing that. Um, Dan, why don't you take it away with the next start one bench one cut one real quick before we All get right. into two truths and a lie. I'm so happy about this one because, Jay, you have mentioned all three of these players. So this is going to be incredibly difficult for you, and I can't wait to watch you squirm. So you have to choose between start, bench, and cut. You have to choose between Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Alfonso Soriano. I thought the pitching side was hard. Yeah. I go for the dagger, man. That one one hurts. That one's going to – hopefully – yeah, this one's gonna be tough. All right, who you who are you cutting out of those three, Jay? Who's who's your pick? Man, none. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're forcing me, man. We're twisting your arm. Gotta cut bias. Okay. I love them. Love the swag. Love the the tags on the stolen bases and just like the Almago man, just doing things on the field you don't see too often. But out of those three. The the hit tool still just kind of worries me a bit at times. Um, he's kind of made some adjustments recently, but yeah, still, you know, talking about a guy that K's a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna go with bias. It's okay. my cut, unfortunately. Ty, what do you got? Do you agree or you're going a different direction? No, I agree. Um, I don't like to agree because I I think in my head, I like Javi Baez more than I like you know, Anthony Rizzo. Like, I love Alfonso Soriano. We talked about that already. But I think I like Javi Baez as a player more than I like Rizzo. But if you look at the stats, you can't deny it. Like like Jay said, he strikes out a lot. You know, it's been a couple of years since he's been, you know, prime Javi Baez. In, like, 2018, he had 34 dingers and 111 RBIs. But his on-base that year was still 326, even though his batting average was 290. So he just strikes out all the time, and it's it's hard to watch. I love everything he does on the field, but he's not the all-around player that you know Anthony Rizzo is. Oh, little uh, little foreshadowing here. What about you, Tony Tone? What do you got as your as your cut? It's got to be Javi for me as well, man. He uh, he's fun. He's exciting. Maybe the most exciting player of the bunch, but um, I just don't know if. He- as the offensive consistency for me to put him above the other two. I completely agree. It's a clean sweep on cutting Javi Baez. This one was too easy as far as the cut goes. The next two are much more difficult for sure. Mm -hmm. So on your bench, Jay, between Anthony Rizzo and Alfonso Soriano, what do you got? Who are you going with? Due to a previous conversation, (laughs) but I'm going to bench Alfonso Soriano. Wow. That does shock me actually. Um, so I love the guy, but just like with Baez, you got those swing and miss concerns. This is a dude that struck out a ton, um, a lot of swing and miss. Um, but when he did make contact, it was, it was hard contact, but yeah, I, I think with the, um, the hit tool, still kind of concerns me. So I'm, I'm going to bench, sorry, I don't bring him in off the bench. Okay. Okay. I'm shocked. Ty, what about you, buddy? <sighs> I'm going to finally disagree here with Jay. I'm going to put Anthony Rizzo on my bench. Um, I like the versatility of Alfonso Soriano a whole lot more. Um, You know, obviously Rizzo can hold his own at first base, but 
we saw uh we saw Alfonso play like outfield second base I think at some point he played like a little bit of first base too mixed in there or some shit Mm -hmm. he was kind of all over doing you know whatever out there and how many gold gloves did he win during that time Oh, you know, he won zero of them, so I guess you've got a point there. But, you know, Rizzo's got four, but at the same time, you can't, like, you don't see players, like, multi-position players win gold gloves all that often either. That's true. You know, Rizzo has only played first base forever, so if he locks it down, of course he's going to get it. Um, let's see. He's also a four-time silver slugger. Soriano is. Rizzo's only one. Their career batting average is literally one point different. Um I like the stolen base aspect from Alfonso Soriano too. So yeah, but Rizzo's also been competing a guy against guys like uh Freddie Freeman and Paul Goldschmidt for Silver Slugger awards for his entire career. So right. you can't so exactly he, fault him for not winning silver sluggers. No, sure, but he's on my bench because of it. Freddie Freeman's better. Argue, fight me. I, I didn't say he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh Tone. Tone, who are you benching? There's only one of what, like three or four, I think three 40, 40 club. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, dude, I got a, I got a bench. Uh, oh, uh, Soriano here. Um, it just wasn't, uh, I'm just looking at the comparison numbers and especially knowing that Rizzo has several seasons left in him. There's just no way I could put above. So as much as I like Soriano. So. Uh, I have to agree with you, Tone. Um, I do have Soriano on my bench as well. Um, and it's more, okay, so I, I just said this on our last episode, our most recent episode, Jay, and it's going to hurt me to admit this. To, it hurt me to say it, first of all, but it's going to hurt me to admit this to a Cubs fan. But if there yeah. is one player on the Cubs roster that I could handpick and put on the Cardinals roster, now granted, this is before the Goldschmidt trade, uh, okay. It was it was Anthony Rizzo all day long without hesitation. Like he, like you mentioned earlier, he's just he's a solid dude, like a human being. He's a freaking cancer survivor, and he's a goddamn all star MLB player. I mean, how do you not root for a guy like that? And he just seems like a good dude. So, uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta put old Alfonso on my bench over uh, in favor of of uh, Rizzo. Yep. And I didn't think I was out here being, you know, wrong. <laughs> But I guess I am. <laughs> Whatever, guys. I'm standing my ground. That's so, not stand it. Make so everybody else has Rizzo starting. Whatever. Um, and I know we kind of talked about all of that. But, like, what is the final deciding factor for you, Jay, in starting Rizzo over Soriano, even though you love Soriano so much? Yeah. <laughs> Comes down to one thing, man. That game in Cincinnati when he threw his glove down and challenged that whole Reds bench, I knew this man was bad. <laughs> for life, man. That was an all-time great moment for Rizzo, in my opinion, man. That guy, that that's some that's some cojones right there, man. That's awesome. That is fair. He does stand his ground over there. Aside from that, I mean, the guy just he's a great uh, clubhouse guy. 30 home runs consistently, 100 RBIs um makes great contact i mean what's not to like about the guy the guy's again gold glove winner first base so i mean just yeah he's definitely a start for me yeah anything to add on that one tone no i mean just yeah what jay said man it's all consistency he's out there he's playing 150 160 games a season every season 
he said 100 RBIs, 30 home runs. I mean, you, you could almost possibly one of the easiest players to predict his stats. You know, he just, you know, right. what you're going to get. And it's solid production. It's not, you know, he might not be top five MVP every year, although he has a couple times, but um, there's a lot of obvious talent in the NL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, long term, the longevity, if he, you see what he's doing. He's going to end up with some serious uh, numbers. I agree. And not to mention, you know, the Cubs kind of stole him from the Padres if you look at that trade. So, yeah, it's cool to, you know, get what they got out of, you know, an Andrew Kashner and Kim Min Na. So, <laughs> uh, I think they won that one looking at it uh, 20, here in 2021. Uh, might have been, been some sort of favor from uh, Jed. Uh, Judd Hoyer to uh, Dio at that point, I think. <laughs> right. Right, maybe. Uh, we're going to move on to our next segment then. Um, it's a little one that I like to call Two Truths and a Lie. So it is trivia-based. I have three facts out here. I will throw them out to you, and you guys will have to tell me which ones, which one of the three are incorrect. You on board there, Jay? I know I kind of stumbled through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm cool. familiar with the game. I've also heard it being called one true three. Little pun on the number oh, two. Dang! I can't take credit for that though. I've, I've, I'm not, I'm not going love that. I've just heard that been called that before. So. Oh, that's okay. We're gonna give all of the credit to you at this point, Jay. <laughs> so our first category here is it's just Wrigley Field. We're just gonna see how much you guys know about Wrigley Field here. Um, so option number one, Wrigley Field has always gone by the name Wrigley Field. We know it's one of the oldest stadiums in the country, um, but was it always called that? Number two, Wrigley was built on grounds once occupied by a cemetery. And number three, the ivy along the outfield wall at Wrigley is strictly for looks and for cushion from the brick wall behind it. I'm going to go ahead. You know what, Tone? I'm going to pick on you. You mm. go first. Um, you're such a tricky little man over there. So <laughs> I feel like three should be the answer for the lie. But I want to say, I think I'm going to go with number one. I know it sounds weird, but I feel like it was called something before Wrigley bought it. I don't know what, but I'm going to say number one. Just flying by the seat of your pants here. I love it. Yeah. Jay, what about you? What's your answer? I think I'm going to agree with Tony here. I think it, uh, it had a name prior to Wrigley Field. Oh, I, I might be right then. <laughs> I think that one's a lie. Yeah, I'm about 95% confident when I first read through these that it had a name before Wrigley, and they named it Wrigley when the Wrigley family bought it. So hopefully that is correct. Look at you boys go. I'm so proud of you. All three of you got it right. Wrigley Field was actually, when it was first built, was called Wiegman Park. It was home to the Federal League's Chicago Wales from 1914 to 1915. Mm. And Wrigley Wrigley bought it. Uh, The Cubs took over once the Federal League folded. Um, So from 1916 to 1919, it was Wrigley. From 1920 to 1926, it was Cubs Park, and then they switched back to Wrigley in 27, and it's been Wrigley since. 
So look at you boys go. We're on the board, all three of us. Love it. Yeah, sometimes they'll they'll run some promotions with the uh, Cubs throwbacks, and it'll have that Chicago Whales logo. So that, that nice. does. You're right. Now that you say that. Huh. Now, Dan, I know you were, you were a big Chicago Whales fan back in the day. Were you okay when it changed to Wrigley Field? Yeah, man. I mean, my family grew up Chicago Whales fans, right? <laughs> and that's what I knew, like, growing up. So it was a tough transition, but, uh, you know, eventually it was okay. You old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure you're like a couple months older than me so fuck you tone <laughs> next question the category is cubs history just in general just cubs so option number one from 1921 to 1951 the cubs trained on catalina island off the coast of la for spring training option number two former own former owner P.K. Wrigley planned to install lights in 1942, but donated the fixtures to a shipyard the day after the Pearl Harbor attacks. And the final option, the first home night game in Cubs history was August 8th, 1988. Uh, Jay, let's start with you. Wow. So like they said earlier, I know you're trying to be a little trickster, it seems like, because <laughs> I think the lie is the first home game being 8-8-88 is not true. Okay. I'm going to go with that one. All right. <sighs> Dan, Dan, you first. Or you next. Damn it. That was the one I was leaning towards as well because I, I thought too. it was later. Like, I thought it was in the 90s. Oh, I thought it was but earlier. Also, but I also don't want to be – I don't want to, like, follow Jay every time either which is going to really make me mad if he's right. And I was right initially. So I'm going to go. You'll get your chance to go first and fuck it up on your own. So, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's completely fair. I'm going to say the lie is number two. Okay. Tone. See, I I don't know anything about two, but it sounds too specific um, to be. I'm also very creative. You are also. When do you get any Catalina wine mixer jokes after number one? Uh, I'm a little upset with you boys. You know what? Let's just go all different answers, and I'll I'll say number one is the lie. Jay's out here representing Chicago. He's got it right. I should have just agreed with him. So (laughs) it was was a play on words. So the first – Home night game in Cubs history. It was it was actually scheduled for August eighth, nineteen eighty eight. However, it was a rainout. They pushed it back to the following day, Dang. where the Cubs went on to beat the Mets six to four. So the first home game is August 9th, nineteen eighty-eight. So Jay is up two to one. Coming into the third category here, it's player award trivia. Ooh. So I have three options here. Um, the Cubs have had four Cy Young Award winners is option number one. Option number two, the Cubs have had six Rookie of the Year Award winners. And option number three, the Cubs have had 10 MVP Award winners, <clears throat> although one player did win twice. Dan, we're going to lead off with you, sir. And interestingly enough, we have talked about one person from each one of these categories on the show here today so far. So mm-hmm. with Fergie, Carrie, and Sosa, um, 
man, this is a tough one. Like, this isn't a shot, Jay, so don't take it as a shot. But the Cubs were so bad for so long that it's hard to think that they had 10 MVP winners. But I know that they've had a few. uh, And then, you know, they're 1907, 1908, back-to-back. So there's potential for winners there. I'm going to go with number three. Uh, I don't like it, but I'm going with it. You think number three is false? I think number three is false. Okay. Uh, we'll move back up to you then, Tom. Shot in the dark. I'm going to say they have not had six review of the year award winners. Okay. And then finish her off, Jay, back to you. This one's tough. Um, I want to say they've not had six rookie of the years, but now when we were talking earlier about the pitching, I'm like, have they had four Cy Youngs? I'm going to stick with two. I think two is the, is the, false man i just went one two three i struck you guys out i'll tell you what so there have been 10 mvp award winners uh you had frank schulte all the way back in 1911 rogers hornsby in 29 gabby hartnett phil cavarada hank sauer followed by ernie banks repeating in 58 and 59 Mm -hmm. ryan sandberg in 84 andre dawson in 87 sammy sosa in 98 chris bryant in 2016 so 10 of them, Ernie Banks did it twice. Your six Rookie of the Year award winners are Billy Williams back in 61, Ken Hubbs in 62, so back-to-back Rookie of the Years for the Chicago Cubs, uh, Jerome Walton in 89, Kerry Wood in 98, Giovanni Soto in 2008, oh, and Chris man. Bryant in 2015. Hmm. So moving on then to the Cy Youngs, there's actually five of them in Cubs history. So oh. you had Fergie Jenkins in 71, Bruce Souter won it in 79, Rick Sutcliffe in 84, Greg Maddox in 92, Jake Arrieta 2015. Mm. So at the end of regulation here, Jay's got the win. He's coming in two to one. He did. So we'll Out of boy. To him, but Out of boy. In true upper decker fashion, we did the work. I've got the tiebreaker questions. We're gonna fly through them and talk I about it. it. Um, so I've got three of them here. Just real quick, we got a true or false. We have just one answer, and then we have an over or under. So the true or false, Ryan Sandberg had a career OPS over 800. Jay, we'll start with you. Um, I'm gonna go under on that. Okay. Tone? Over seems too obvious, but I'm I'm gonna go over. I will go under as well. Jay and Tone, or Jay and Dan. I'm sorry, Jay and Dan. Y'all got it right. It's nice. very close. It's like seven ninety eight. It's seven ninety five, sir. Okay, nice. give me a little bit. <laughs> give me a little. Um. So number two, then. Tone, we'll start with you here since oh. you missed that last one. Who was the losing pitcher when Cole Hamels threw his no-no against the Cubs in 2015? I don't know. <laughs> Jake Arrieta. Okay. Dan? That's literally exactly who I was going to say, too, so I'm going to say Arietta. Jay? That's who I would lean to, but I actually want to say I, I want to go Lester. I feel like it was – I, I can remember probably it was a – a great battle between both pitchers with Hamels ultimately getting the no-hitter. I'm going to go Lester. 
My boys from the Upper Decker Pod coming through. <laughs> yes, did we get it? Yes, nice. Yes. I don't have the slightest clue. Yeah, you literally took the biggest guess, just swung at it and got it. I'm really proud of you, Tone. Thank you. 2015, I should have known it was Arietta. I mean, that dude in 2015 was just like, yeah. Insane. I think in 2015, uh, Arietta pitched every game for you guys pretty much. And he <laughs> just shut right. everybody down. Yeah. Um, and here, just to finish it off, I have a real quick over-under. Kerry uh, sure. Wood's career strikeout per nine. Is it over or under 10.15? Uh, Dan, you go first. I will go over, since I went under last time. Uh, Jay? Yeah, I want to say that's close. I think you gave, me, gave us another one where it's like, I'm going to go over, but I don't think it's by – I may be like 10 and a half or something, I feel like. It's over. Okay. You think it's undertone? Yeah, I don't remember. I just had a sheet pulled up a second ago, but I, I don't think I looked at his career, K for nine, but I just – I wasn't impressed with his numbers, so I'm going under. Well, you should be impressed because you're wrong. It is over. It is a 10.3 career K per nine. Oh, see, I knew it was gonna be something close. It was right there. I couldn't, I couldn't make it, you know, over under ten point two five. I at least gave you guys that one and a half range. So love it. That wraps it up there for the two truths and a lie. Um, you know, if tiebreaker counted, Dan, you had it, but you just yeah, couldn't pull through at the end, man. You, the regular game, you just sucked so bad. That's that it, man. Coming, <laughs> I can come in clutch. I just can't lead up to it. So that's that's the story of my life, brother. You're probably just better at guessing on the fly. Like we just throw it at you and you get it. Jay knew his shit. He got most of them right. That's, that's true. Fair. That's totally fair. That's true, that. Cubs fan. Some of those, some of those history facts. So Wrigley Field offers a tour, a guided history tour, nice. which I took. So a lot of those two truth ones, the history ones, about the stadium, I kind of knew. So nice. Kind of, I don't want to tip my hat too early on that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. I've been to Wrigley once, and I didn't know they Same. did tours. Otherwise, I probably would have done it. So I'm glad I went once, but I probably won't go back. It really does stink like piss, like like everybody hey. says it does. I, I I hope you try and go back one more time because it's gotten a ton of reservations of renovations, including the bathrooms. So okay, well, that's we good. Have urinals. We now have urinals. Hey, just hey, no about, more piss troughs. There's just something about <laughs> staring at another dude just dead in the eyes while you're pissing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it'll change your life. It really will. It will, yeah. But yeah, I mean, with if you haven't been there recently, you know, got the two video boards, which I mean, it's insane. Those I was one nice. of those people like. Yeah, I was one of the people that was like, I don't know if I, I kind of want to keep the purest of the stadium, but man, having replay and just all the and another cool fact too. I think in those like 2015, we were at the game, and that was right when the Hawks were in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They're showing Blackhawk highlights during Cubs in um inning breaks. So mm -hmm. I mean, how can you how can you argue about having a video board, man? It, sure. I mean, it's it's great nowadays, man. Yeah, I went in 14 during the uh, centennial. So I have the little button that's, you know, says Wrigley 1914, 2014, that they had at the bottom of the beer can or the beer cups. So it's sitting on my beer fridge downstairs. So no one sees it. Nice. <laughs> uh, Jay's family would be happy with me because I've only been to the White Sox Stadium. I've never been to Wrigley. I want to, I just haven't. Yeah, go. They got a nice stadium too. They got a really good stadium over there. Um, one of my biggest, um, 
thing that I'm impressed with at, at the, well, I call it Comiskey, but I think it's like guaranteed rate or something now, but the so. concessions and the beer selections are amazing huh. at uh, US Cellular. Or huh. I don't know what it's called anymore, but. I was saying, that's what I call it. I call it US Cellular. That's what it was right. when I was there. So I was like, that's what it is forever. I don't care anymore. Yeah, Rip I think trip. it's guaranteed rate now, but yeah, they, they got a nice stadium too over there. So, and hey, they'll be doing big things this year too. So, yep. Yeah, I got to show some love to the White Sox as well. It is guaranteed rate field. I had to look it up because we've talked about this so many times and we always forget to look it up. (laughs) So, all right. Do we want to do, do we have time for the last game for common denominator? Jay, you got time to stick around another 10 minutes, maybe? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. All right. Let's, let's cruise through this one. Okay. So the way this game works, I'm going to give you two names. We've got players this time. You're going to give me the team that they both played for. So they, they were teammates for this team. If you can give me the year, cool. But yeah, they, these two players were teammates on a team. I need you to tell me what the team is. Okay. So, Jay, we will lead off with you since you're the guest here. I've got Ryan Terrio and Melky Cabrera. I know the teams, the Giants. And I want to say 2014. 20, yeah, we'll go. Maybe you don't have to give me the year. I just need I need the team. I need the team name. That's who I need. Right. I'm gonna go with the Giants. Okay. So Jay says Giants. Uh, Ty, who do you got? That, that was way too confident for me to not follow. <laughs> he's, it was the Giants. No, he's right. I I know it now. As soon as he said it, like I I never would have pulled that. So thank you, yeah. Jay, for going first. Uh, but as soon as you said Giants, I was like, yes, Giants. Okay. Uh, uh, it was indeed the Giants in 2012. So way to go! I'm gonna give the credit to Jay, Jay on that just one. Won all the kind games of fell-y, the... yeah, kind of fell, <laughs> followed suit on that one. So huge uh, Ryan Terrio fan. So I kind of follow his career path, and then Melky Cabrera. That was around the time when he was jumping from like team to team. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. yeah, that was a yeah, that was a great. Yeah, call. you came came right out on that one. Okay, well, hopefully the rest of them get harder for you. So. <laughs> Next one, we've got Pete Cosma, St. Louis hero, and Jason Grilly. Who's first? We are going to go with Ty this time. Pete Cosma and Jason Grilly. What if I think it's two teams? Do I have to give you one of them? It is only one team, so you have to give me who you think it is. Shit. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go Texas Rangers. Gonna go Rangers. Okay, Tone, you think you know it. Who do you got? I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Angels of Anaheim. And Mr. J. Yeah, I think it's the Angels as well. Uh I don't I'm not hundred percent confident confidence on any team. Yeah, I'm not either, but that's that's what I'm leading toward. Okay. I it, only remember Kuzma, I think. And yeah, so we'll go Angels. Okay. Uh Ty. Way to go, buddy. It was the Rangers. No. <laughs> 17 Rangers. I think Cosma had basically a cup of coffee with them that year. Yep. Uh, but they were teammates for a little bit. And I actually had to verify that they were even on the same roster at the same time. And they barely did make it with each other. So. Did, yeah. did Cosma and Grilly both play for the Angels, though, at one point? Uh, I mean, not together. Well, I, I know, know but I'm just saying. I'll, like... I'll look it up real quick. But I know All that right. they also both played for the Braves at one point. I Just not together. Right. All right, so next one, Jay, we're going to round it back to you, buddy. We got Edward Mejica and Esdrubal Cabrera. I'm going to go with the Mets. Going with the Mets, okay. Uh, 
Ty, back to you. Snap. Um, real quick though, Pete Cosma did not play for the Angels unless he plays for him right now, and he's then no. Um, <laughs> I think Cosma is in the Yankees minor league system at the moment. And ass cabs, old ass cabs, my guy. Um, let's see, he's played for the Nats. He's played. Did, Jay, did you give me a team? Yeah, the, the Mets. Oh, the Mets. Sorry, I forgot to write it down. All right, my bad, my bad. Uh, Ty, what you got, buddy? Sorry, Tone, I forgot to lead off with you on this one. We'll get you on the next one. Answer. Trust me. I'm having I don't, I don't want to go first. <laughs> I'm having problems with the Mujica one. Yeah. I know the teams that Cabrera's played for. Just to be a little different, I'm going to go ahead and just say the Nationals. Okay. Oh, man. I'll say the Indians. I, I Again, I can't think of who Mujica played for other than the Cardinals, so. Well, you should say that with a little more certainty tone because it was, in fact, the Indians, my guy. Mm. It was the 08 Indians. Damn. <laughs> All right. Well done. Well done, buddy. Okay. Um, well, because of that, we are now going to lead off with you on the next one here, Tone. So maybe a victim of your own success on this one. Probably. We got... You're going to... Yeah, I can already tell. I, I know the look on your face as soon as you see these ones. You're going to have... Carlton Fisk and Sammy Sosa. Jay knows, damn it. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> he knows. <sighs> All right, we're going to do Jay to last. So, Tone, and then we're going to go to Ty. <laughs> I don't know who else. I, I can't think of the teams that Sosa played for. Well, then just say the Cubs, dude, if you're going to be wrong. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna say the I'm going through every major league team in my head right now. <laughs> Let's go with the twins. <laughs> All right, we got the twins for tone. All right, Ty. Let's see what you got. What are you what are you going with Carlton Fisk and Sammy Sosa? I think I know. Okay. And I'm just gonna let it rip. Do it. I think it's the South Side Chicago, the White Sox. Okay, Mr. J. Yeah, that's my guess. I think it I think the only thing that makes sense, I think it's gotta be the White Sox. It does in fact have to be the White Sox. You guys are correct. <laughs> Hell yeah, Jay. I figured you might get that one. Uh, so I wanted to go last with you on that one, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. And then, I mean, let's be real. We're going to do the tiebreaker anyway. But last Hell one. Hell yeah. We got, we got a couple Hall of Famers on this one here. We got Eddie Murray and Ricky Henderson. I love using Ricky because he fucking played for everybody. Everybody. Dude, man, I was like, Shh. Yeah, Ricky played for like nine teams and he played for the Athletics four, t- four, <laughs> four different times. times. Yeah. <laughs> He did. Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray and Ricky Henderson. Who's going first? That's the real question here. Oh, that is a good question. That is a good point. Um, let's go. Let's go back to our guest, Jay. We'll uh, we'll force you to lead off here. All right. Man, this one's tough again. I Eddie Murray. Oof. I can't think of other teams he's played for. 
I know I two. Know. I'm, I, I don't really know. I want to say like something obscure like the Padres, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to go with Oakland. Hey, we're going with the A's. All right. Um, Ty, what do you got? I'm going to go Red Sox. Okay. And Tone? Wait, what did you say, Jay? He said Oakland. Oakland. I can't really think of who with team Betty Murray would have played for it around right. the of Henderson's career. Uh, I don't know. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> they both played for a bunch of teams, didn't they? I know, I know, uh, uh, for sure that Ricky Henderson played for a bunch of teams, but yeah, Eddie Murray played for a few. I've got, I know a couple just off the top of my head, but I know he played. Go ahead and tell me a... the teams he played for, and then I'll tell you. Yeah, which okay, one. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. okay. I will say the uh, yeah no. <laughs> I'll say the Baltimore Orioles. Orioles. All right, y'all are wrong, and <laughs> ironically, we actually need the tiebreaker this time because you all have two points on this one. So hey. I'm glad I had a tiebreaker ready for it. Bro, okay, I got so, three. You wild. What's the answer? Oh, you did have three on the last one. All right. Well, because I don't want Ty to win, we're going to do the, <laughs> the tiebreaker. Anyway. What was the, the answer? Tie breaker. The uh, it was the 97 Angels. Oh, oh so, shit. That leads into the tiebreaker because I'm going to do it anyway. All right. How many days were Eddie Murray and Ricky Henderson teammates in Anaheim? I'm not doing prices right. I want a closest. I mean, come on. You, you have it was one season, so you can pick anywhere between one and 162 days. So I'm gonna make Ty. I'm gonna you make you asshole. go first. You're right. It's gotta be something crazy. It's either all 162 or it's like zero or one. <laughs> I doubt it's all 162, just on the fact that he's even asking the question. Yeah, I'm going to say 10. Okay. Ty says 10. Tone, what do you say? 21. 21. Jay? I think it's going to be – so I feel like you're kind of high. I'm going to go 42. 42. Y'all really just had to let Ty get the fucking tiebreaker too, no! didn't you? So the answer, they were teammates for one day. You know, I thought about that. One one day. They I on, knew you. Uh. <laughs> on August 13th of 1997, Ricky Henderson was traded to the Angels. On August 14th, 1997. Anaheim released Eddie Murray, and then six days later, he signed with the Dodgers. Huh. So they were teammates. They never played a game together, but they were teammates for one day. Wow. I knew it. See, I told you guys it was either you one didn't or know 162. Shit. Shut up. <laughs> it was either one or 162. I told you. You did say that. I will wow. give you that. You said it was going to be one or 162. That's only because I know Dan. It's not because I know baseball. It's because I know Dan. <laughs> he knows I'm a dick. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was a fun one. Up. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Jay, so we appreciate you follow. Thanks for having me. 
and we know we we talked about you doing the fantasy writing on everything earlier. Uh, is there anything else you're working on that you want to tell people to go check out? You can do you know, your Twitter handle. You can do whatever. You just put it all out there for people to follow. Yeah, man. So you guys can, anyone that wants to follow me, you can follow me at, at, at the letter J, the letter R, B, E, C, K, S. Uh, J R Bex is my Twitter handle. Um, right there, I've been posting a lot of um, my articles. I'm writing up a fantasy six-pack. Um, doing a lot, of, a lot of dynasty content over there. I got a weekly dynasty buy or sell. Um, coming up with um, an impact prospect profiles every like week or so. I'll come up with some guys that are, this will be mostly in season um, guys that are making an impact might get called up to the bigs um, and stay tuned. I think we might be um, getting a uh, fantasy six pack uh, podcast starting up here soon too. So mm-hmm. you got to look out for that. Follow on the Twitter. You'll be able to see that set and uh, make sure to get in your AL MVP votes, um, not votes, but uh, bets. Shohei Itani this year, AL MVP. Oh, my dude, man. my dude. That's who I picked too. <laughs> love it. Right now get it in now. Don't wait. Hell yeah, I love it. Fair enough. Um, oh, okay. So, when you do start up that podcast, you be sure to let us know. Okay. Um, we are in tight with. Uh, are Are you familiar with the Baseball Pods Twitter podcast? The, the, I am. That's actually how I kind of found out about you guys, sure. um, which is great about the baseball pods tournament yes. thing that he runs yeah. every year. You yeah. exposed to so many new podcasts. I'm a podcast listener, avid podcast listener. So that's how I found you guys. Nice. Um, so, from there. so yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we will go ahead and uh, we're going to put you as a shoe in on that tournament. We're going to let Chris <laughs> over there know you guys get that pod going. We got your back, bro. We're going to vote for you. You're going to vote for us. That's how we do it, man. Hell yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming out, Jay. Again, thanks for the follow. Everybody here who's listening, go follow Jay. Go follow Fantasy Six Pack and check out everything they're doing over there. It's real great. Got more in the works. It's going to be awesome. So thank you, Jay. We super appreciate it, man. No problem. Thank you. Hold up. We have one more thing. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. We, we almost al- forgot. We almost forgot. Uh-oh. What you got, Uh-oh. Tone? Do All it. right. Do it, Tone. Every time we have a guest on here, we end it with one question you ready if you had to pick one player all time one swing one crack at it to hit a ball into the upper deck who is it put me in the spot uh griffey griffey jr nice griffey okay that's the second we've had had a couple griffeys right yeah yeah kleinschmidt said griffey as well nice almost went joey gallo almost went joey gallo oh okay barry bonds is a very popular answer so beautiful well we appreciate you uh everybody go check out jay on twitter again check out fantasy six pack keep an eye on them sounds like they got some big things coming so thank you for tuning into this bonus episode of upper decker podcast and we will catch y'all next week